What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Roll Blob Podcast, presented by the Broken Anchor, with Andy and Cap. I'm Cap. He's Andy. Andy, talk to me. Honestly, don't know if I have words today. Lucky everybody else, because today was wild. Like, Absolutely wild, man. Like, it's, it's, it's hard working right now, man, because I leave for five minutes, and it's just all shit breaks loose. Like, it's insane. Like, I mean, no lie, at one point, like, I, ha- I was helping a customer for about 10 minutes. I look at my phone again, and I have 11 notifications on three different accounts. <laughs> Not to brag. The man's got burners confirmed. Um, speak, of the, speak of the devil, it's a great time to be a burner. Burners are taking over the world. Uh, but we have a good episode for you today. Um, obviously, we wanted to do our shootout episode last week. But since Hot Balls, you know, takes 30 minutes to answer every single question, uh, we're going to move that up to today. <laughs> so we will, we will do our big roll blob uh, shootout episode today um, with a couple odds and ends. You know, Andy, we got to get into Jonas Hayes wishing me a happy birthday. We got to get into the athletic, the athletic article. Uh, the Bengals a little bit. I'll tell you, I'll talk my shit. You'll defend them. You know, the usual. We'll, uh, we'll say our goodbyes to Fist Magic. We'll uh, kind of, you know, send our condolences to the Atlanta fan base because we get what they're going through. But other than that, Andy, shootout galore. And, I mean, I think that's – the emotions are rising. So, I mean, that's what the people want or don't want from us. Uh, so, and, you know, if they don't want it, we got to give it to them. You so. got to, man. You got to strike while the iron's hot, and I think with the shootout, the iron is super hot. So without further ado, man, I say, I say we get to it. All right, welcome to the Blobcast. Andy, how we doing? And I mean, I think we had a pretty damn good week. I mean, you, it's sir, busy. had yourself a little birthday on Friday. so people, I have people, heard that, yeah. That, it was <laughs> actually the biggest event that. on Twitter on the week, over the weekend. That was insane, honestly. Like, that was honestly really cool. Like, I wasn't expecting that at all. Did anybody cool give you a happy birthday wish? Uh, no one really notable. Oh, wait. Only Jonas fucking Hayes. The birthday, the, the birthday happy king himself. That was so fucking funny, man. And it wasn't even about like the, uh, just like the making me feel good. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was fucking cool. But it was more just like that it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> like for, I just think it's getting, it's getting funnier and funnier, like how like burners are kind of getting credibility. You know what I mean? Like a fucking assistant coach at Xavier shouted out a fucking burner account. <laughs> Never seen your face before. There's no like... name even attached to my fucking account, dude. It's it's fucking shenanigans. Dude. He has no like. You could be standing next to him at, at Dana's, and you'd be no like, "No fucking idea." Thanks for the happy birthday wish, and he'd be like, "I don't know who the fuck you are. I'm not." It's related the best to of you. both worlds, bro. You get all the fucking bullshit of Twitter without anyone knowing it's fucking you. It's the best. <laughs> That was fucking hilarious, dude. What was my face like? Because I was already fucking drunk when this shit happened. Yeah, I mean, I, we, were, we were all pretty blissed by that point because it did, ha- did happen kind of late. But I swear, your smile went beyond your ears. <laughs> uh, you were literally just, a kid who just met 
like if you'd have the same reaction if you met Justin Dolman as a kid. That would have been crazy. I just think once it reached like seven, eight o'clock at night, I was like, ah, shit ain't happening, it's, man. It's not gonna ah, happen. We were close. I thought he was going to. I was like, ah, shit. I thought we were it was gonna like, get it. It was like ten no, o'clock. Yeah, yeah I know. It it late, dude. <laughs> fucking late. That shit was hilarious. Hey, he's just got to play with your heart a little bit. And then it was funny because, like, once he sent it, like, Kevin Fry and, like, CJ Anderson and, like, it just, like, it takes just, it just takes one. You know, it just takes one, like, I'm legit person with a name. Yeah, that's literally it. <laughs> Such a copycat business. <laughs> like, everything. Hell yeah, but that was like... fucking cool. Big, big win for Cap Industries. And then, speaking of wins for Cap Industries. Bigger win today. Um, there's this little known uh, sports outlet called The Athletic who did a thing. They're not as big as the Broken Anchor, but they're no, pretty big. There. They're well-known. They're getting there. Yeah, even Brandon uh, shouted me out with nine other uh, Twitter accounts. So, unfortunately, I'm in the same breath as no escalators. That's a damn shame. Uh, that fucking guy. But, yeah, don't ever let me go Hollywood like fucking no escalators. That fucker. Acknowledge Hall, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag guy. acknowledge Hall. <laughs> no escalators. We're better than you, and we know it. He's such a fucker. <laughs> I love him, but he's a fucker. There's um, two people, apparently. They're fuckers. They're fuckers. Yeah, so yeah. they're kind of cheating, in my opinion, Andy. Yeah, they have two brains, two dumbasses yeah. going at once. Yeah, could you imagine if you and me were running Captain Xavier? She would be unstoppable. Well, like, it'd be 45 tweets a second. Yeah, no question. Um, so, But just cool stuff, man. I mean, it's just kind of cool to be in that same light. And I was looking at all the accounts. The average follower account had to be, like, 15K. Oh yeah, like they they had some big ones in there. I think the next lowest was like six thousand. I hit two K <laughs> today just because of that. Like, like I went from like, I went from like nineteen oh five to like twenty one twenty or twenty twenty. Sorry. Oh damn! Just off of that. the year. Yeah, we got two K. Yeah, no, <laughs> like yeah, literally. Um, but it's just really cool, man. It's just, it's just cool for the brand and cool for everybody. Like I swear, I mean it when I say it, man. Like I literally created the Twitter account just to like you know, boost the Xavier fan experience, man, just for the Xavier brand, bro. Like, because I just, you know, thought that we could do cooler stuff on Twitter and, you know, be out there and, you know, make Xavier's fan base look good and, you know, maybe not look good. I mean, that's definitely not working out. But you know what I mean, though? Just, like, show, like, how passionate we are about basketball, you know? And I just kind of thought, you know, hey, I, I like the social media bullshit. It's fun. I enjoy it. And if I can, you know, try and promote the brand and just get Xavier out there a little bit more, then I'm all for it. I mean, and Twitter, like, the power of Twitter. I mean, the Twitter – the Twitter.com got us a TBT team. It got UConn to the Big East. <laughs> um, maybe it'll get Providence to recruit one of these days. An athletic um, article, Jonas Hayes. Like, like little nobodies like us who, I mean, two years ago were one were on a ship and me, like I was a complete bum. Like Just no names at all. Like complete, complete no fuck names. up. And no one even knows who we are now. Like people, recognize us which i mean it's yeah. not like not like we're famous or like our names are out there yeah it's just kind of social media yeah it's kind of crazy what, what social media can do and the power of it and and it's just kind of like a powder keg man like once one thing happens and goes ape shit it can just go absolutely bananas downright and, um, bananas and what's wild is hashtag downright bananas it's just crazy too because like when I created the account, like, nothing crazy basketball-wise has happened for Xavier at all. It's been, like, two of the worst years we've had in a long time. <laughs> so, I can't even imagine the kind of shit that's going to happen when we actually do something, you know? And people actually respect us. Yeah, like, so it, it's been crazy, bro, because that's when the, the real stuff hits. I mean, Xavier's account, I remember watching the Xavier numbers. Like, when, 
I think they got an extra like 10 to 15 to 20,000 followers when we made that elite eight, you know, like that's the kind of stuff that makes stuff go fucking crazy. But it, you know, it's not about that. It's just about, you know, trying to honestly, man, like I, I really is the awful one mentality of just like the fan base and, you know, just showing love, bro. Like I just love their basketball and love just, you know, trying to make it better. And people love passion. People love positivity. Um, people love trolling. There's Captain <laughs> Savior right there. Yeah, that's the trifecta right there, the Holy Trinity. <laughs> but it's, it's just kind of cool, man, like, because I just would have never imagined that kind of stuff. So it's, it's just fun, man. It, it, the Trolly Trinity. Absolutely. So just cool stuff, man, and big for everybody. And honestly, all the crazies made it happen. Like, it just doesn't happen just based on one Twitter account, you know. I, like, the, the, like this the, big, the biggest thing for you has been the interaction. And yeah, you get question. interaction nonstop. I cannot imagine having your notifications on. It's wild. It gets wild. But shouts to Cap Industries, man, because that's like a that's a team award right there. It's just really cool shit. Um, and then too, just like the fucking burners are going wild. Like I don't know if I just opened the floodgates for burners, but holy fuck. I have no idea. <laughs> um, and it's just like everyone's like, Cap X, control your burners. It's like how many burners do you think I can fucking have? Like, right. Like these these aren't wow. you. <laughs> Believe it or not, they aren't you. Literally, like like there's six people tweeting at the exact same time. Like I. I don't know how many you think I can control at once, man. I'm just, I'm just a dude, you know. Just, just one dude. Fuck. Yeah, it just gets crazy, man. And it's like they're all horny too. So I guess we kind of. Uh, <laughs> I guess you've had some kind of an impact. We literally have two X-rated Xavier accounts now. Yeah. Uh huh. I don't I, know how I feel about that. I hate to say I feel at least partially responsible. <laughs> <laughs> you made horniness cool. Yeah, we we've made horniness cool. Yeah, but, but now just, the new agenda is abstinence. Yeah, I know, right? It's a new wave now. Yeah, we went so far in one direction. I feel like we just got to steer it all in the direction to try to at least just restore balance a little bit. It's just I, insane. We were so, like, we were so far into the horniness. Like, yep. uh, like the way we were talking, it was like, you know, banging three chicks an hour. <laughs> and then, Whoa, like, shout out to Q-Ball. Shout out to Q-Ball. Shout out to Denny Stu. <laughs> um, right. And now we're like, you know what? No sex ever. No, until marriage. Not until marriage. No, if you ever get married. I think I'm, just going, I'm, just, I'm just going for sainthood. Yeah, I'm just going to be a priest. Uh, good times, though, bro. Absolutely good times on the Twitter sphere, as always. Um, so let's just cover a little bit of around the world real quick before we get into the shootout. So water is wet, Andy. The Bengals lost again. Water is wet. The sun rose today. Yep. Cap has a boner. Kobe's humping his pillow. <laughs> and, the, and the Bengals lost. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but, dude, they looked so fucking good, man. I mean, the first – what was they up three touchdowns to start the game? 21 nothing first quarter. 21 nothing in the first nervous. quarter. Travis yeah. Steele was sweating. Uh, oh, man, of course, I mean, us Bengals fans, we're all talking our shit. We're, like, we're yep. all, talking to the Colt fans, like, what's up? What it do? Where are you guys? Did you guys get to show up today? And then – Yeah, that, and then, 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 then things happened. the bed. <laughs> Yeah, they did. Honestly, but I think the Bengals showed what they're capable of, and you know they looked fucking crazy good. They showed they showed up they showed an upside. Joe Burrow finally hit a deep ball. AJ Green had an incredible game. Eight catches for ninety six yards. That was a really good sign. That was a um, really good sign. Yeah, getting him involved early was huge for him because you know I mean, he's been frustrated. He had he's had one catch in the past two games. The trade me stuff. The yeah, like. There was a lot of attention on AJ Green, but yeah, not they, what you want. That that helped a lot. Um, he and Burrow built a lot of chemistry. They will be able yeah. to hit a slant 
Like the, they got that time. You can get perfectly. AJ incorporated, bro. That's a whole other offense. I mean, with Tyler Boyd and uh, uh, you know, and also Higgins has been fucking awesome. You know, so they they've got dudes. You can get AJ involved, even to be kind of what he used to be. I mean, the receiving targets are incredible. Because, like, he has some some of the surest hands in football, and his footwork is incredible. So, right. um, he's got to get, a, get, get that explosiveness was, back. You saw it when he was playing on the sideline, and he had a couple incredible, you know, toe touches. Um, so, really, really good stuff for the Bengals there. But I was thinking, Andy, I was watching the fucking Cowboys game, and I was like, the Bengals suck. I think their bottom – one of the worst eight teams in football. But I think they'd win the NFC East. They might. <laughs> I legitimately not. think they'd probably win the NFC East. It's so fucking bad. I, I mean, I will say that the Cowboys did have some offensive line issues. Um, so if they if they could get the running game go, going, I think they do beat us. But the but way they looked on Dak, Monday, man, it's even worse. It, it's awful. Because <laughs> I mean, I've been a big Andy Dalton supporter his entire career, but I am going to be the last person to say he looked good on Monday. Keep keep him within ten yards, and he was not hitting it at all. Like he, it he's a linebacker tough in the look back for the red rifle. Tough look for the red rifle. And I mean, it was essentially just like a Bengals comedy show. I mean, it was just like us watching what we had watched for the Bengals for years. I Especially, mean, he was just throwing them, you know, double coverage, like with nothing there. I think he threw one right to a linebacker. And then I think one of the first throws of the game was like right in a linebacker's chest and just dropped it. And that kind of set the presence for the rest of the game. I mean, it was just ugly. I mean, I was just laughing my ass off. And um, Bengals fans were having having a field day, uh, especially Which when they he did it. They Which do. Bengals yes. fans fucking deserved. I love the Bobby Riggs tweet, like, because it was raining like crazy and the roads were nuts, and it was like rains the Cincinnati drivers as <laughs> prime time games are to Andy Dalton. Like, fuck. <laughs> so I mean, true, I though. can't disagree. No, no, both well, are true. Yeah, I personally won't sit here and mock Andy Dalton because I still love the guy. No. Uh, but, man, so I will, I will laugh. Those were funny. But, I mean, you had to admit, as a, you know, growing up and watching the whole Andy Dalton era, that was fucking hilarious. It, it was, especially when he threw that interception to Drake Kirkpatrick. Especially, Drake Kirkpatrick won. Um, <laughs> he tackled the receiver. So, easy DPI. And then Andy, the and Andy uh, interception. Did you see the incredible reporting by Marcus Walters? Oh my God! Yes. So obviously they were, you know, they played in Cincinnati together. But per Marcus Walters, huge, huge source, they are Eskimo bros. Andy Dalton and Drake Kirkpatrick. People forget that. Um, and people, people just learned that. And great work, I think Mr. Walters. They had, they had a great. I mean, way Always to break that news. Always the scoop from Mr. Walters. Verify that man. <laughs> off the Mick, off the Mick beat, and now onto the on Cincinnati. Oh, that's fucking great, like Belichick on Cincinnati. But, man, I really think they'd take the NFC East, man. I think it would at least be a freaking gauntlet between those five teams. If they have the um, – let's see. Here's, here's the way I'd picture it. The um, Bengals and the um, Cowboys Eagles? are playing uh, – So, what, what team do the Bengals replace in the AFC – in the um, NFC East? In let's just make to, it a five-team division. A five-team division? It's right. a hypothetical universe anyway, yeah. All right, so we have the Bengals and the Cowboys both sitting there at five and ten in first place, <laughs> tied for first, week seventeen. <laughs> tied for first at five and ten. Who is going to get that sixth win? I got my money on the Bengals. 
with Andy Dalton under center. Yeah, if it's a big game to go into the playoffs, yeah. I would. I just think it would be fucking hilarious to watch Andy Dalton go to the playoffs with the Cowboys with, like, six wins and then win a playoff game. That would just be the funniest shit of all time. That would and Andy Loki is there because he's such a good dude. I know. That'd be so funny. I also heard today in other news that uh, the football team is supposed to stay the football team through 2022. Are you serious? Yeah, they have no plans of changing it for the immediate future. I think they, they like they've gotten they've gotten more uh, media coverage as the football team than, than they did as the Redskins. At least positive. I know coverage. I'll tell you what, bro. I hated it when it first happened. I thought it was the biggest fucking joke, and now I couldn't be more here for it. Because like all sports names are stupid. They're all just made up bullshit. You know what I mean? Like whatever. Like like wh- what does a Bengal have anything to do with Cincinnati? You know what I'm saying? Like literally nothing. So I'm just here for it. It's fucking weird, and it's like all these billionaires got paid you know, billions of dollars to come up with the name football team. You know what I mean? Like, like, come on, bro. It's just, I'm just here for the anarchy, man. I just think it's hilarious. Like, they're just shitting in the faces of everybody. Like, we don't give a fuck. Like, we're going to call it the football team and you're going to deal with it. <laughs> and it's like, um, uh, you, like, people spend all this time. Like, if, if you create, like, a, two, a 2K prime team, they spend, like, two hours thinking of a cool name. And it <laughs> sucks. And then you're out there, like, you know, we're the green team, and they kick your ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're Team Magenta. Oh, that's fire! No, and like in fantasy, insane, like there's there's nothing worse than losing in fantasy to like Team Smith. Yeah, to like Sam's Neat Team on <laughs> Yahoo. Like, oh, if I just lost a Sam's Neat Team by twelve. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah, brutal, bro. Absolutely brutal. Um, but speaking of fantasy gods. I think it is time to bury Fitzmagic. Not literally. He's not dead. But Shout out Hall. Shout out to Hall. Again, Hall made two fucking appearances in this podcast. Um, but it's officially Tua time. The Dolphins have announced Tua's going to be their starting quarterback. So I think it's time to take a quick stroll down memory lane and all things that have been Fitzmagic. He's given us so many memories. I'm going to miss him. That's the McCrone music. Um, <laughs> that's Nick Cronin music, but man, he's just been the epitome of entertainment and he's just like your perfect quarterback. Cause I always say, don't go eight and eight, go zero and 16 or 16 and zero, and that's Fitz magic. He's like, going to be entertaining. Cause he's going to suck or he's going to be fucking awesome. And it's the best. That's why I've always called him the perfect bridge quarterback. He is never going to improve your draft stock. He's never nope. going to um, win, win you a game. So you move up out of the top 10 in the draft. But he will fill seats. The, he's a great teammate, and it just he get, he can give time. He's experienced, so he can give life experience to your rookie quarterback. And he's got fucking drip. Oh, he does. And <laughs> I, I mean, he, he was in. Go ahead. Remember when he put on Deshaun Jackson's clothes for that interview? <laughs> yeah, bro, he's a fucking G. Dude, I'm really going to have to compile, like, his best moments. Like, he's just that dude that could have been on a five-game streak of just throwing four picks and lost five games in a row. And then he'll come out in game six and throw for 450 yards and four touchdowns. And then he'll just be chilling in the post-game interview with sunglasses, a Hawaiian shirt, just <laughs> dripped out, bro. Like, he's just the king, bro. I love him so much. Like, he knows he's bad, but he embraces every – bit of success exactly. he has uh, he, 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 he like plays with no expectations and <laughs> he just plays free he just fits magic like he's there to entertain like right. I'll, I'll never Dude, forget was... last Sorry. year um so it was last year with the bucks um 
well, I, okay, there are two parts of this um, this season that just made me laugh. So, through the first three weeks of that year, he was the number one quarterback in fantasy. That's what I was going to say. I know. That was wild. And then, then two weeks later, he was benched. Not even the number one quarterback on his team. I know. Just deuces. That's just how he's always had it, bro. Like, oh, it's magic. I love him. And then, uh, I remember that, that same year, the Bucks were playing the Bengals. And, I mean, Jameis is having a great Jameis game. He's got, like, three picks. and But, like, 500 uh, yards. And, uh, actually, I don't even think that – like, he was looking terrible. Oh, uh, shit. He, so, actually, he actually had crazy stats last year. I mean, he had a fuck ton of picks, but he had pretty crazy stats. I mean, he was the offense. <laughs> but uh, I mean, he's got weapons off the ass. Anyway, but but Jay, so Jameis gets benched, and the Bengals are up by like Bengals are up like twenty four to three. Um, so Fitzmagic comes in and throws like three touchdowns, and like they tie it up, and Fitzmagic is over there like howling to the moon, like <laughs> celebrating with his teammates. He's the best, dude. <laughs> yeah, the big ass beard howling to the moon, and. I just lost. I couldn't help but laugh, even though my team just gave up a three-touchdown lead again. You'll forever be the best. And, like, fortunately, like, pretty much a third of the football team got to experience it. Well, I mean, he's been every fucking where. Literally everywhere. He's been everywhere, man. Yeah, if it's magic, you will be fucking missed, man. You are the fucking shit. I really hope he's an announcer someday. Oh, my God. Him and Tony okay, Romo. Last. I, uh, that would be That's fucking electric. Gold. That'd be fucking gold. I really hope we have to take the last of fitness. Nice. My fucking guy. And then, Andy, before you just shoot out stuff, our last little topic. I just gotta say sorry to fucking Atlanta slash Georgia fans. Fuck. The dogs went down. Another you know season pre-ranked in the top ten. They go down into nothing. Oh, the Atlanta Hayes go down in Game Seven to the fucking Dodgers. Falcons are being Falcons. The Hawks haven't done anything since fucking literally ever. Just brutal. They might be the only fan base that has anything to say to Cincinnati fans. And um, and actually, that was actually a pretty fun uh, topic over the over the course of the day yeah. yesterday. Um, there are four fan bases that have major gripes to be the most tortured. Yeah. And no, it does not include the Browns because. Um, you had LeBron. Like you had, you had that one championship in 2016. Like you, you are fully, you, know, you are done. You are out of the conversation. San Diego, Atlanta, Cincinnati, and Minnesota. Who's the second one? San Diego. San Diego, Cincinnati, Atlanta, and Minnesota. Yes. Okay. And, um, so in San Diego, they lost their entire football team. They don't have a basketball team. Their they used team to. San Diego Clippers moved away to L.A. back in the day. Um, yeah, they didn't want to pay for a stadium for the Chargers, and then the fucking Padres are the Padres. Yeah, I mean, they, they, have, they haven't won anything. Like, San Diego State, though. No, they do They do have Kawhi. <laughs> they, do have, they do have a fun guy. They have a fun and, guy, um... Kawhi. Now, the thing I'm going to say about San Diego part, which is pretty much the opposite of Minnesota, they have the weather. They you do have I mean? the weather. Like, because, dude, I swear to you, bro, I, used, I lived there for a year and a half. They don't give a fuck about sports. A few do. But, I mean, you're walking down, like, the strip, bro, and it's just, like, all these bars are for different teams. Like, there'll be, like, a Steelers bar. There'll be a Patriots bar. There'll be an Ohio State bar. Like, literally, bro, like, 
all these bars were dedicated to other teams because no one in Sandal gave a fuck about sports. Like, I know that there were some people that were pissed off about the Chargers, and you still see Chargers stuff everywhere. But, like, they do not give a fuck like, like the Midwest does. Like, the way we care about sports where it's, like, when, it's, when the weather gets bad, like, we just, you know, it's sports season, you know, from, like, fall all the way pretty much through spring. The, fall doesn't, the weather doesn't get bad up there. So, it's like, they're like, okay, the Chargers suck. I'm going to go surfing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they don't fucking care. In Minnesota, um, like, <laughs> going surfing, bro. The, the Vikings lose, and like, I guess I'll go to the Mall of America. I guess I'll just go fucking die. I guess I'll just, like, I guess I'll just go outside where it's fucking negative 12 and dark at 445 at night. Fucking brutal. Absolutely fucking brutal. So I don't feel anywhere near as bad as San Diego. And the Chargers were at least, like, cool and fucking entertaining, even though they're gone. Um, but they, they're San Diego. There's a reason they don't have their sports teams. They didn't even fucking care about them anyway. They didn't want to pay for a fucking stadium. And, you know, th- that is actually a very good point. So I will, I'll, I'll officially disqualify them from being the most tortured because you have to actually care to be tortured. Don't get me wrong. They're still up there, though. The ones that do, the ones that do care. I'll, I give, I'll give them that because they lost their team. Minnesota. Yeah, so ah, Minnesota. The Vikings have been pretty good. I don't know. The Vikings have not won. They've never won a Super Bowl. They've been there twice. Timberwolves are a nightmare. The Timberwolves have never even been to the finals. The Twins have not won since the 80s. And the Wild, I don't think they've ever won. Now I, don't know, I don't know shit about hockey. They it, do at least have four major sports franchises. They do, but they're all, they're all train wrecks. Yeah, but I'd still rather have a train wreck of an NBA team than no NBA team at all. That is, that is true. Um, but they, but is they where we're going to get to Cincinnati. They are obviously, we all... Sorry, what? The Gophers don't do anything, though. Oh, Minnesota Gophers. Go- yeah, no one yeah, gives a fuck don't. about them. They actually they had a pretty good shit. season last year, but no one gives a fuck. Yeah, they don't do shit. Um, so, I'll give you Minnesota. I And then with Atlanta, Georgia stuff, like, at least they're See, good sometimes. I don't yeah. know. I, I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather be them. I would much rather be Atlanta. Um, like, because their torture happens in – the NLCS, the the conference championships, the uh, the national championships, the Super Bowl, like our torture happens as soon as we get there. Like right. we, they have good saying. memories. We do not. That's what I'm saying. Like their torture losses come at the big in the big games, which I get. You're right there. You taste it, whatever. But like, dude, we don't even have any good memories ever. Like, if you're a Cincinnati Bearcats fan. Let's just say in this hypothetical scenario that you're a fucking idiot. Do you think you're any Bearcats, Bearcats fan. fans are listening to this? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Let's just say that you are. That you root for all the Cincinnati teams that wear Cincinnati across their chest. Bengals, Reds, and Bearcats. You have literally no good memories if you're our age at all your entire life. They, the Bearcats have one Sweet 16. I don't even remember who they beat. I think it was in like 2014 or 15 or something. Like the Bengals and Reds have literally nothing our entire lifetimes. And I'm, a, I'm staring down 30, Dandy. I just turned 20 <laughs> fucking eight. And the Bengals and Reds have done literally nothing in my entire life. Like, at least with the Falcons, like, you at least, like, have gone to a couple Super Bowls. Uh, the fucking Hawks haven't done anything. I'm not going to lie to you. But the, and the Braves have at least been damn good consistently. You know what I mean? They're not, like, amazing, but they're at least fucking pretty damn good. No one thinks of Atlanta and just laughs. No. Mm, maybe some people now because it's been a brutal stretch for the Falcons. And, and also, also Georgia, at least they're, like, really fucking good you know what i mean like the georgia bulldogs football 
Like, they're at least, like, really fucking good. They never do any – like, they never win the big one, but they're at least, like, really fucking good. So, Georgia football, they are – I mean, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I kind of know what this is like, but not quite because, I mean, Georgia's still better. Um, like, they're the epitome of great, not elite, whereas Notre Dame's epitome of good, good, not great. They're consist- Georgia's consistently top ten, but they're never, ever number one. It's just tough because I feel like the margin for error for a team that's not named Alabama or Clemson is fucking brutal. Maybe Ohio State. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not Alabama or Clemson, it's really fucking tough to win a championship. Oh, yeah. Um, college football, it is so brutal. Like, you have those two. Ohio State is in there. So, there's, you're fighting for one spot. You're literally fighting for one spot. That's what I'm saying. It's absolutely brutal. So, I don't know, man. So, I – but at least they're going to be fucking good for a long time. I don't see them winning the big one unless something crazy happens, but they're going to be right there, you know? Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll always be relevant. They'll never be a joke. Um, they'll certainly never be a laughing stock. Yes, yeah, so I, I think you pretty much hit it on the head, man. But, yeah, um, I definitely feel for Georgia sports. It's kind of funny to play the game, but I would rather be literally in the So, um, with the um, Braves losing, that puts the Dodgers in the World Series. Um, we do have someone coming on for baseball talk. With the uh, we got the World Series starting tonight. We're recording this on Tuesday. We have one of our fellow coworkers at the Broken Anchor coming on, Old Man Larry. <laughs> the old man coming in hot. We're company man. Yeah, so um, he's a, he's a new guy that came on uh to the Broken Anchor. He's um gonna be writing and maybe doing a little video content down the um down the road. He has come. Uh, he's coming on the show trying to, to kind of get you guys used to him, see and introduce what all he's going to be doing for this company. And he it gets me another baseball guy to talk to. So we're going to be, Unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be torturing cap with some baseball talk. So we'll go, ahead and, we'll go ahead we'll go ahead and cut to that. Mr. Larry Dunn. Right, welcome to the Roll Blob Podcast. Here and here we have our guest, Mr. DJ Derry, Larry Dunn, Old Man Larry, a man of many names. Larry, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you boys tonight? Electric. Real good, brother. Be better if it wasn't about baseball, but we're doing good. Love baseball. Love baseball. (laughs) Always a pleasure to have you, though. That's the shit I love to hear. So, um, Larry here is going to be... Uh, he ha- actually just got hired on at the Broken Anchor. He's going to be um, writing some blogs from us, possibly doing some video content down down the road. Historical pieces from the 1880s. <laughs> and he's going to be uh, about transistor radio. Ni- 1910s. 1910s. Oh, okay. My fault. We, we only go back to World War One. <laughs> so, Larry, if you want to get into like what all you're going to be, like kind of your background and what all you're going to be contributing to this company for us. Yeah, so um, if, if you've seen my Twitter at all, uh, you will be vaguely aware that uh, I have the mentality of a 50-year-old uh, in what I say, how I say it, uh, how I respond to other people. Do you mind um, saying how old you are, by the way? I, I am 23. <laughs> it's fine. I, I, would have, I, I would have graduated from Xavier a year and a half ago. <laughs> my man. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm 23 going on 50, whatever, yes, sir. um, 
but uh, so so I'm going to be writing with with that in mind uh, very much. Here's here's my thoughts on the world. I I'm a 23 year old. I don't think like a 23 year old have fun. Too bad if you don't like it. And that's kind of my mentality towards life. If you don't like it, I don't. That, that's fine. Crusty uh, old very, man, Larry. <laughs> yep. Very self-deprecating. Uh, I've had that going for me for a long time. Uh, that is, if you ever see me tweet out my work, that is how I say you can read it. You don't have to. I don't care. Do what you want with your life. That is. Hell yeah. Honestly, that's a good way to live life. Like, you know, I'm going to do my thing. If you guys, if you guys want to join along. All right. Great. If not, fuck it. I'm yeah. Gonna drink no, I'm not going to tell you you can't. I'm just, I don't care if you do or not. <laughs> good man. Love it. I'm okay with drinking alone if I have to. What about orange soda? Uh, you know, I, you do you. Hell yeah. Good man. I'm not going to tell you not to. <laughs> Appreciate that. Spiked Fanta, if you will. Oh, yeah. They oh, really yeah. need to make some, like, spiked Fanta. Dude, with his face on it, brothers would sell like <laughs> fucking hotcakes. Did we just make millionaires? That'd be hype. Dude, at least, for, at least for the Big East tournament, they should have like a limited can for the Big East tournament, and just like a cheesy ass Fanta face on the front of it. Five percent alcohol. <laughs> We've got six point nine. Dude, they would go like crazy in a, in a fucking uh, in New York for the Big East tournament. Love. Ever, also, ever, can we talk about Fanta's only like two years older than me, which is bizarre. He's younger than wild? me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like that—that that makes no sense to me. I he's swear, a young he's buck. like thirty-five. You would think, just from the position that he has, you would think. Because he's gotten that much, he's gotten that giant platform in such little time. He it got is, it while he was in college, which yeah. is just bizarre. Yeah, he's killing it. Like, where was that for me? Why? Why am I not talented? And this isn't about you. It's about baseball. <laughs> the only thing worse than you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, Larry, your 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 main sport to watch is baseball. It is. I'm loving yep. that because I'm a big baseball guy. So, you mind telling uh, us who your team is? So, so I am a Cubs fan. Uh, I know Ooh. all of the Cincinnati folks love me for that. Um, I try hard not to like make a big deal about that because I find Cubs fans to be obnoxious assholes, uh, just like everybody else. Um, but I've been a fan since, uh, since I was six, Sammy Sosa was my favorite player. Uh, so the first game I distinctly remember watching was, uh, the, the Bartman game. And as I, as I wrote, as, as I wrote in my intro blog, uh, which posted what a little over a week ago, uh, the two sports memories, and this sets up well for my life, uh, is, that my two earliest ones is the Bartman game, and then the 2005 Illinois North Carolina national championship game in college basketball with D Brown, with D Brown, with Darren Williams, with Luther Head, with James Augustine. That team was loaded, and that was That's like my classic. first. Yeah, I loved that team, uh, and yeah, so two losses in huge games are like what I remember vividly from my childhood sports memories. So, and then you spent some time in Cincinnati and felt home. Yep, exactly. Well, and the, White so- and the White Sox won a championship in 2005. 
as a, as I'm a Cubs fan in a White Sox house, and at that point I'm eight and just refuse to root for the White Sox, and uh, and that this is a fun little story. Uh, 2004, Sammy Sosa's got his cork bat thing. Uh, oh man, that, that was that, that was a funny day. That uh, so that happened, and uh, you know my dad's whole family's from Chicago, so we've got cousins that live around, and one family is all White Sox fans, and they're all a lot older than me. They're making jokes about Sammy Sosa. It's a Cubs Sox game, so it comes up a lot, and uh, I ran up to my room crying because they're making oh. fun of my favorite player, and so my dad comes up and is like, okay, you like, you can, you can keep crying, but you have to like, you're, you're stuck with it. You're a Cubs fan now, or you can, you could sack up and stop crying and come back down and watch a baseball game and just do whatever the hell you want. And I being seven, so I don't want to keep crying because <laughs> he's my favorite player. So uh, I've been, I've been stuck with the Cubs fandom ever since. I really thought that was going to be where old man Larry was born. I nope. went down there and I fucking owned it. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Not at and I didn't age. give a fuck about anything from then on out. The age of no, seven. that didn't happen until middle school. <laughs> and then it's just like, okay, I have to do this just to, just to cope. Fair enough. <laughs> so um, we have in the baseball world, we have a pretty big thing happening actually right now, as we speak, this thing called the world series. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Heard of it? You have any idea what that is? Uh, you know, heard of it. All right, yeah. So we got the Vaguely. Braves and the Dodgers. No, we got the. I'm sorry, the Rays and the Dodgers. The Rays That's, and the Dodgers. Come yeah. on, oh, Andy. you're the baseball up. guy. Bad Jonas Hayes noise. <laughs> and so there's a reminder <laughs> to all the Braves fans that the Braves lost in the NLCS, but at least it wasn't the wild card round. Um, so. Shout out to both the AL and NL Central for the wild card round. <laughs> the Central represented. <laughs> Literally not a single team advanced. Seven, awesome. out of, seven out of ten teams made it zero advanced. It was just tremendous to watch. Right on brand. Really Right on brand. Yeah, so it was a great time to be a Central fan. Um, now we got the Rays and the Dodgers. We got big market versus small market big spenders versus money ball larry who do you got so i'm kind of torn because they're just so completely different teams like i could name maybe three people on the race <laughs> uh and then like the dodgers it's basically the same team that's been here and been really good for the last five years like they're awesome clayton kershaw is still Really, really good, even if the playoffs aren't always his best friend. Uh, Walker Bueller, A, has an awesome name. Uh, B, is just incredible to watch. Mookie Betts has been a phenomenal outfielder and is just making some absurd plays. The fact that Mookie um, Betts is hitting leadoff now, it just it just amazes me. Like, if you tell someone 10 years ago that um, a guy that hits for much power as Mookie Betts does at the leadoff spot, they'd call you insane. Yeah, but he also gets on base like 40% of the time, which is nuts too. Like he's he's one of the most complete baseball players there is, and it's so fun to watch. Oh, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, like I'm actually uh, pulling up his stats right now. He has been incredible in all aspects this year. Right. 
we've seen we've seen what he did on the outfield. He had that um, game-saving catch up against the wall against Marcelo Zuna, and then the next game robbed the home run. And then had another one in Game Seven too. Oh, at- which was where he got turned around and then had to spin at the last second and caught it up against the wall too. He he can get up. And, um, yeah. and you talk about him getting on base. I mean, he gets on base. His on base percentage was three sixty six. That is incredible. Which I actually was thinking it might even be a little higher. And it's it's not even his best year. It's actually one of his lowest years. But he's just that good typically. He's been a machine, and I mean, he signed for ten years and like thirty five or thirty five million dollars a year back in April or whatever. So baseball money's stupid. It's. I- it makes me so jealous. Like, why couldn't I have been, well, six inches taller and uh, just way better? And the, I mean, I was a guy that I hit, I hit for high average, but no power. So uh, my, my slugging percentage was just about the same as my batting average. So I had no future in baseball either. Like, Mike Trout just signed a 14-year, $430 million contract. What would you do with that money? It doesn't even matter. Like you can do literally whatever you want. Cap, if uh, someone tells you you have four hundred thirty million dollars, what are you doing with it? Andy, I'm having a lot of sex. Okay, all right. So Cap is no longer abstinent. I'm having a lot of sex. Four hundred thirty million dollars. Uh, it, it would come that easily. He can. He can be bought. I'm ignoring that joke. Fair. Good call. I just had to break the silence, you know. I, I, <laughs> I mean, if no, one else gonna take, if, if no one else is going to take the money, I'll take the money. You know? well, yeah, I'll just take the money and no one will ever hear from me again. <laughs> Buying an island, staying on it. I mean, I'm already swearing off most of the people that I used to talk to. Leave me alone. That's what, that's what you do. Old you man Larry. That is, that is what I do now and uh what i will forever do because i am already old and but you know who's not old the tampa bay rays they have two young stud pitchers i mean tyler glass now that that dude's gonna be next level i cannot imagine trading that guy at pirates yep well and uh and another guy they trade in that deals they're starting Right fielder, left fielder. Uh, he's a, uh, Austin Meadows is a starting outfielder for him too. Oh, he's that dude hits the ball hard every time he's up. He's there. huge. He's like a if you big just dude. also if you've never like seen or met a baseball a professional baseball player, they are massive, massive human beings. Um, I was uh, I was umping. This was a few weeks ago, uh, and Jim Tomey has a 13 year old son playing travel ball around here and uh they were in a tournament that i was that i was at and oh my god is he big a jim tomey or a son J- well both but but jim tomey is just like whoa and a monster of a human I, yep. I can, and I, awesome I see, too he's I, so nice really i love i love yeah. hearing when yeah. uh, uh professional athletes are just good people yeah no he's he's the man it's beautiful Absolutely beautiful, and uh, well, I see like Frank Thomas on the MLB Network. That dude, I only see him on I only see him on penis enlargement commercials. 
He needs to Eugenics. be enlarged. Big Nugenics guy. Yeah, big. The Tecaps point. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Frank, how are you getting so swole? Nugenics, bitch. <laughs> oh, thanks, Frank Thomas. Guess we're doing anything now. Okay, he reached the shack point of his career. He does fucking anything. <laughs> Mr. Six, Mr. Six Five needs to take more testosterone. <laughs> yep, that makes right. sense. Just to make All the rest right. of us feel good. Oh, nonstick frying pans? Sure, I'll do that commercial. Yeah, why not? God damn it. I, I never even thought about the fact that Frank Thomas is taking the shack route. Literally. On, he's on his shack shit. Yeah, he's going to be the he's general. Gonna, he's going to be in the general ASAP. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just Frank and Shaq in a fucking fake-ass car with the fucking general. Uh, but, uh, so, Larry, gun to your head. Who are you taking and how many games? I'm going to say Dodgers in six. Like, I think it goes six games either way. Um, and it's it's going to come down to bullpens. Um, and it's going to come down to just, like, who can get a hit off the bullpen. And the Dodgers just hit, like, just they're, – they're not as do or die as the Rays. I saw a stat earlier tonight. The Rays had scored, like – 41 of their 60 runs or something and like seven over 70 percent of their runs this postseason have been off of homers and, and, and as just, a as a reds fan like that i saw our our well, 60 percent of our runs all season yeah. were home runs yeah that's how baseball is work. now but like it's yeah i i don't think like i think you need to be able to string together a couple of hits in a row and i just i don't think the Rays can do it like they that, almost gave away the series against the astros too to like because of that so and like yeah, the the Astros were stringing hits together. They had, they had uh, Correa, even um, Altuve was getting um, was stringing together some hits. Uh, that may have been his best series of the um, season, and really wasn't even that good. But they were getting hits at the right time. They were just they weren't trying to do too much with the ball, and like that, and that, and that almost just came back from back. Yeah. yeah, like they they were they didn't uh, they didn't press. They just went up there and did their thing. They went they went with the pitches, and the uh, Rays are just lucky they hit a couple home runs in Game Seven. Like Azarena, right. like he had that early early two run bomb, and they didn't look back from there. So even their success in that Game Seven was off a home run. They need yeah, this, no, it's play. it's their feast or famine. Um, and, but they've also got like five or six different guys who might hit a home run every single time they come up. Oh, they they just, got good power hitters, real good power like hitters. Like they they run into a lot. I mean, they were the best team in the American League all year, and they absolutely deserved to be. They were the better team in that series, just almost choked it away, uh, which I would have been pissed about, just because I haven't ever really been a Astros fan. And then the whole the whole cheese drum, the whole bass drum thing, trash can, however you want to look at it. Yeah, just uh, not not really rooting for them. So I'm glad yeah. they finally lost. And I was getting a little nervous because I was rooting. I was hoping they didn't even make the playoffs. They snuck their way in, and then all of a sudden they're in the ALCS. I know, I and know. No. And then they're down 3-0, so it's like, okay, we're done. And then they all of a sudden came back. And at game seven, it's like, well, they – weren't playing they were playing with house money the rays weren't and, like the rays had to um 
uh, the Rays had to um, like chip away. Like they're they had to be so smart with their money because they just don't have a ton. Uh, they don't get, they don't, they're not in the big market that LA is, and they can't just buy their players. They had to trade for, make smart play trades, um, make, like, make, develop their guys. Sorry, I can't talk today. Um, they had to develop their guys, and they've done that very, very well. The guys they traded for, they've gotten the most out of. So it'll well, be really interesting to see what. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is that they both have kind of built the, the both these teams have kind of built it the same way. Like LA didn't really sign too many of their stars like they drafted them they did they've um, done a good or job they, they traded for Mookie and other than that they really have kind of just they, they've kind of built it just all the way up but they then they it. can actually but they can afford to like spend to keep guys around yeah that, that, that's the that big thing like they've kept Kershaw it. around yes. um they traded for Mookie because they can afford him uh they knew they, they could sign him for a, a long deal so but they, then, they like they trade or they traded for Justin Turner when he was a scrap back from the yeah, Mets, like, very smart six years ago. Um, and then, like they Corey Seager, they drafted Jack Peterson, they drafted. Um, I'm not thinking of everybody else on the team yeah. right now, but Say like Bellinger? they drafted most at Bellinger, they drafted. Um, like most of their team is guys that they just did on their own. Um, which is the same thing with the Rays, which is kind of nice to see just because it's It's not like not the Yankees going out there buying about. a roster. Right, or like the Red Sox are the last bunch of years when they've been good. And, yeah, so it's different. Um, it's like what the Cubs were supposed to be and then weren't. We got the one, though. They got the one. They got the one in 108 years. That's all that matters. Yep. Yep. And I got very, very drunk after that. It was <laughs> As up you until should. That, it was up until like 3 a.m. And my roommate hated me. My roommate that year was a Cardinals fan, so that was oh, really gross. fun. Gross. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So that was really cool. So Larry, we um can't thank you enough for your time. Time. Uh, it's fine. It's really nice to actually get here and talk baseball with someone. Because as you can tell, Cap does not give that to me. That's supposed to be the Rays' wins or Dick Vitale goes fucking nuts. That that I'm here for. Are ready to get can you imagine the para- Can you imagine the the periscopes? If R.I.P. Periscope, but uh, I am loving. I'm just loving Dick Vitale's presence on social media right now. Like he's been so good. He is. He's hyped. so pure. He's so pure, dude. Like he's just such like a good, like a good-hearted old man. Just like, just like Derry. <laughs> I'm not quite to the senile level yet. Hey, we'll we're, getting, here. we're getting there. Hey, we're about we're to find out. Too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So we're, we're about to f- ready to get in the rapid fire round, Larry? I'm, I'm ready. I am ready. All right. All right. Born ready. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Let's go. Favorite 90s Reds baseball player? I've not a Reds fan, so no. <laughs> Wrong I couldn't name. I couldn't name a single one. All right, favorite, no, Sean Casey. Sean Casey. There you favorite, go. Favorite two thousands Cubs player, not named Sammy Sosa. Um, Mark Redzelanek. Great name. Great name. What was it like watching Steve Thomas play? Fuck you, Cap. <laughs> Can you describe the salad bowl for me? Xavier won. We did it. We had a football team, undefeated since 1973. 
What was Dennis Stewart like in college? Uh, big, uh, big fan <laughs> of the, uh, the H-Bet movement. Did you know Francis Xavier himself? I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Rumor Mill says that you were Sister Rose's godfather. Is this true? Can you confirm? I uh, cannot confirm, will not deny. How many, how many disciples were you cool with? Six. <laughs> Favorite seven. dinosaur? Favorite dinosaur? The uh, Velociraptor. <laughs> Classic answer. Fantastic. What was it like when they had used peach baskets? It was really annoying trying to get the ball back out of the hoop. <laughs> how was the Big Bang and was it horny? It was, uh, yes, very, very. It was a huge, huge fan of the Big Bang. All right, last question. Favorite Xavier player of all time? The GOAT, David fucking West, who is uh, going to lead me to this championship on Friday morning. We will see about that, old man. We will see. Perfect answer, man. I appreciate you being a good sport on the, uh, on the old rapid fire. <laughs> Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Anytime, man. <laughs> And that, my friends, was our good friend, Old Man Larry. I don't know, I don't know if he was exactly what you expected or not, but he's a good dude. It was dude. Interesting, interesting putting a face to the name. It, it, it really was. I mean, I, we, we've talked to him a little bit on, a, um, on our weekly meetings, but th that was the first time we uh, actually had, sat down and had a legitimate conversation. And, I mean, I'm sorry to torture you with all the baseball talk, but I was actually enjoying it talking some legitimately talking some baseball uh, on this podcast for once. Hey, I'm glad you were happy, man. I know that I don't ever get to uh, get to itch that itch or whatever the fuck you want to say, but I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad, you, I'm glad you got to enjoy it, man. Cause I know I'd never give you that pleasure. No, no, it, it, it's all good. And, um, and he, he's a good dude to talk it with. Um, yeah, I didn't, I actually didn't even know he was, I knew he liked baseball. I didn't know that was his number one, and he was such a diehard fan of it. So I was very happy to, happy to hear that. Yeah, from, like, the 5% I was paying attention, I could definitely <laughs> tell, like, you guys were getting into the nitty-gritty. <laughs> the 5% you were paying attention? <laughs> but you know what everybody was paying attention to? The Crosstown Shootout is back. Oh, yeah. This is the White Whale. This is the uh, Meat Potatoes, the podcast here, man. Some stuff we actually care about. Let's go. Uh, so, yeah, man. So, we, we wanted to talk about this last week, but obviously balls can chat. So, we'll get into it now. But this has been the story of Twitter over the last week or so, and that's a shootout drama. Um, Andy, if you want to get into a little bit of what happened. Well, so, um, and as, as we know, this shootout is likely to be with limited fans, and it is supposed to be yeah. at fifth third. So, jokingly, we've been like, all right, this is this is hysterical. We're gonna play at an empty fifth third and then pack the Centos in like sardines um, ne next season. Next year, yeah. Little did we know that that's likely what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy. It's been coming up to a boiling point for a while. So, you know, we kind of been wondering what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen, and then it kind of kept getting closer and getting closer with no answers. Travis Steele was kind of going to media outlets and being like, "Yo, so." the fuck are the Bearcats doing kind of putting more pressure on them. I think Ross, you know, tweeted about it. I think one other, you know, uh, big outlet he had talked to that kind of released say the shootout. We haven't heard anything yet. Ball's kind of in Brandon's court. And obviously we had the Mac and Cal stuff. 
which I think kind of sealed UC's fate because they were in a similar position. You know, UK had the, had the game on contract. They didn't want to be – Mac didn't want to be the one to bury the, the rivalry. So, I think that kind of set the precedent for what was going to happen here. Um, and then, obviously, we had video day. That video was incredible. Not as far mm-hmm. as, like, the content, but the content it gave us. The mm-hmm. trigger points it gave us. It was the game within the game. It was kind of like when, like, there's a tweet that's whatever, but the comments are fire. It was kind of that. Oh, God, Yes. I mean, because we can all acknowledge, like, we talked about it with the um, the greatest view in sports video. Brandon has a weird voice. Weird face, weird voice. He's got a lot of weird shit going for him. It got weirder in that video. Yeah, and you could tell he was just trying to throw out, like, Cincinnati buzzwords and just kind of trying to cater to everybody. And it was definitely a weird vibe. It definitely, He's definitely not Chris Mack. Chris Mack no. brings the heat. Chris Mack uh, draws your attention. He commands a room. Um, and he's just funny. Like Chris Max charismatic. I definitely think that Brandon was out of his element with that. I don't think NKU asked him to do that. No. Believe it or um, not. and it's, it's <laughs> definitely content creating is definitely not his thing. I appreciate it. He did it. And I'm sure you see fans like, and he did exactly what you see right. fans wanted to hear. Um, yep. he tried to like, he tried to pin everything on Xavier, which I completely get. You got to get your fan base riled up. I I, lo- I actually personally love that, but you got to take some trolling too. It was great for the rivalry though. Yeah. Like that's what, what would you expect? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Xavier fans are like, Oh, he did this, he did that. It's like, he's the opposing coach of UC. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to be buddy, buddy about it. Like that's oh for sure. I, I thought it was reasonable. I'm actually surprised he had as much Xavier in that video as he did. Yeah. I, I think it was only Lenny UC. Brown shot, but I mean, there was definitely not, like, all UC. And I thought that he was about as civil as you could have expected. You know what I mean? Like, I thought he I thought he was actually pretty damn decent. Obviously, he's the coach of UC. He had to do what he had to do. Um, but I thought, all things considered, I thought he, from my perspective, was pretty damn civil. I, I wasn't pissed one bit. Um, he, I, he, of course, he put all the UC stuff in there. He trolled Yeah, there were um, a lot of parts that made me laugh, but. Like, it made me laugh how he was, like, throwing jabs about, like, us not accepting offers when it's, like, we're playing back-to-back years at fucking fifth third. I'm like, why the fuck would we accept that shit? But okay. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take the jab. And then the football shit, I was just like, what are you saying? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, if, you, if anybody is in our position and anybody is in their position, right. we'd, be, we'd be doing the exact same thing. Like, if we were Absolutely. in their position, we'd be throwing bullshit offers to see if we can catch, catch some bait, um, get, a, get a bite. Um, but the first one, we got 2020 at a neutral site, which something that we were kind of – this is like yeah. what I was kind of expecting. Uh, neutral site and then fifth third next year. Yep. Like, I kind of get that one. But, of course, if we're Xavier, we have an agreement. And the thing is, that's – well, and, and, and here's what the UC fans are saying. How do you not understand how this is fair? It's like I understand where you're coming with it. I understand what your viewpoint is just fine. It's just like – why would Xavier bend over backwards when they're in the power position? You know what I mean? Like, there's just no way that if Xavier thinks it's not in their best interest to do it, that they're going to do it. Right. I mean, yeah, UC was backed into a bit of a corner. I get it. I get why, um, like, I, I get why. They would want to change it. Absolutely. Yeah, yes, I, I, totally that's what I, I don't know what the fuck I was. You're fine. I, I totally get why they'd want to change it. If Xavier was in the same shoes, I'm sure Xavier would be talking to UC like, hey, can we come to, you know, can we meet middle ground or whatever, you know? So I totally get it. 
but it is funny. And, you know, we'll get into this in a little bit, but I thought the escalation of it was funny how it's like brands like, so we offered this, you know, shitty offer. That, they didn't want that. So we offered them this even shittier offer. <laughs> right. They didn't want that. So then we offered them an even crazier offer that I thought they would definitely take. And it was complete garbage. He's like, so they didn't even take that offer. So we're like, okay, we'll give them the best offer we possibly can. I can't believe though. There's no way they'll deny this. And it was complete garbage. Each offer got worse like by a lot. <laughs> I was like, the best offer was the neutral site and then fit the arena next year. Like, like, I get that. I could have seen Xavier going for that, but it's just like, I, like, I don't know. Why Why would, like, it's honestly, it's sports. It's not exactly about fairness, um, which I get you're in a yeah. tough position. But why, like, we honestly don't even know that it, there's going to be fans next year. So and I'm sure as much as anything, it changes around schedules and they've already got that shit planned out. I mean, that's how high major conferences do it. Uh, but anyway, let's let's get into the second offer. <laughs> All right, the second offer. So they're complaining about uh, um, having to play at an empty fifth-third arena and getting to play at a full CentOS center next year. So their second offer was to play at the an empty CentOS this year and then play at a full fifth-third next year. Terrible. So my question is – That just flips it on its about head. It, yeah. yeah. Like, it's literally you're literally switching the roles. So if you're <laughs> complaining about playing in an empty arena this year and then having to go uh, play in a full arena at the opposing teams next year, why the fuck would we accept that? Obviously, That's, it's a bad thing if you're complaining about it. Why the fuck? Wild. Like it's like it's like offering someone a free almond joy. Like I don't want this. This sucks. Do you want it? You take it. That's insane. Yeah, that's wild. I'm looking at offer three here. Offer three says 2020 neutral, 2021 fifth third, 2021 CentOS. So this was the – we'll play the neutral this year, and then we'll play two shootouts in one year the next year, which I think is a pretty interesting idea. Uh, I just think that from a Xavier perspective, they were probably like – I'm sure both coaches are like, I just don't want to lose two shootouts in one year. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, you can lose one, and that'll be fine, whatever. But if you lose two shootouts in one year – that's almost grounds for firing. <laughs> and I honestly think too that's what kind of makes the game special. Is it's it's annually it's once you get one chance at bragging rights. That, that's my thing. Like it is like everything relies on this one game. It makes that game so electric. We don't get the chance like Duke and UNC do. Like oh we'll just get them next time in a month. Like no we have to wait twelve months. Twelve months of bullshit and trolling and bragging rights. Like in in twenty eighteen. In 2019, when we lost, or it was, yep. it was um, the 2018-2019 season. So, Steals first year. Yeah. yeah, Steals first year. When we lost, we did not hear the end of it yeah. for an entire year until we beat them. Yep. Like that's there's that that emotion that nerves. If if we lose, we're fucked. If yeah, we you have bragging rights for a year. The bragging yeah. rights for an entire year, not a month, one year. And like yep. both both fan bases love that those bragging rights and. It just That's just the rivalry is all about. Yeah. It just adds to that rivalry. And also late like later in the um later in twenty twenty like um later in the year, we're in the middle of conference play. Right. Like, we don't I've even heard Mario talk about this. It's like Mario always says like those crazy rivalry games, like I think that's one reason we don't play Dayton. It's just like the the rivalry games just take so much energy. You know what I mean? Like it's the game that you have circled on your calendar all season. So Mario talks about you have to pretty much 
shield off like four games before or four days before, four days after, just for the buildup and the come down because like it takes up so much energy. So any game before that's a trap game pretty much. And then any game after that, you're just going to be fucking wiped. You know what I mean? So it just really can throw off a season between the before and the after. So having two of those, I mean, they're just monumental games, bro. Like say what you will about, you know, the strength of schedule, blase, blase. Both schools want to say that the game doesn't matter. It's a stupid thing from both sides when people say that. But from just an emotion standpoint and just a, you know, just how big the game is, man. Like just all the eyes and the whole city gets up for that game. All the energy that gets packed in that stadium and all the pressure that gets put on 18 to 22-year-old kids from a bunch of 50-year-olds in the whole city. I mean, that place, whatever stadium the game is played in is absolutely out of control for two hours. It's wild and the media builds it up and it's just a lot of fucking pressure and i mean so obviously i think having two shootouts in one year would just be too much for a schedule perspective i'm sure mario wants no part of that oh i don't think anybody wants that like i I don't i truly can't imagine that brandon and um uc's ad thought that xavier would accept that uh, it just it's interesting too, though, because Xavier projects to be pretty damn good next season, and UC projects to lose Keith Williams, and who knows what the fuck else they're gonna have. Um, um, they have a total of zero commits in the 2021 class. Yeah, and I mean, I think their freshman class is decent. Um, but who? The country. But, but we haven't seen actually not the freshman class. I'm sorry, their sophomore class this year. Um, I think it's okay, but it's nowhere near as good as Xavier's. And who and and they haven't done anything in games yet, really. They're dudes like they're sophomores. So, I mean, just a little bit that one point guard with the crazy hair. But I don't know. Thoughts. Yeah, but at the same time, though, like you just look at those rosters. Honestly, I might have low key thought about that one if I was Steele, because I think Xavier's going to be that much better next season. But I think, like like I said, with Mario and the scheduling stuff, I think that's what probably stopped it. But I'm looking at offer four here, which was the one where Brandon was like, so they denied all these offers, so I thought I'd give them this, which there's no way they're going to turn down. And it's easily the worst offer. <laughs> so it's this year neutral, next year Centos, and then 22 and 2023, Fifth Third Arena. What? Why the fuck would you play Fifth Third Arena twice in a row? Especially in a row. which projects to be after covid you know what I mean? Like yeah. this season, I think obviously is going to be as little fans as possible. Next, Next season, year. I mean, who knows? Honestly, we have no it, idea. We literally have no idea whether fans are going to be allowed. How many fans? Like whether it's going to be full capacity next year? We yeah, but do my, not my know. best guess would mark. be my best guess would be maybe half, if that. I mean, I don't think you're looking at normal circumstances this time next year. No. Um, but then you would think another whole year after that, another whole calendar year, you would think things are starting to get figured out by then. And then another calendar year probably figured out. But just like the thought of two road games in a row. Come no. On. And you see like, fans like, whoa, we just played at Xavier, so that's like two. I'm like, dude, no. nowhere near the same thing. Like, what, what they're thinking Come is uh, it's three years outside. It's three years exactly, in a row without yeah. being a fifth third. Well, it's going to be three. It's going to be two very abnormal years. <laughs> Just so stupid. Like, like it's just a why work. in the actual fuck would anyone go for that when, like, obviously the timeline would be better for fans when you have the, both games in a row? Just shenanigans. Like, I, and honestly, to me, and I heard a lot of pundits saying this, like, a lot of like 
even Snow and those guys were saying this, people's actual credibility, were like, this just kind of makes you look stupid. You know what I mean? Like, it just kind of makes you look like you're horrible at negotiations and it just kind of makes you look like a Mickey Mouse operation. Like, this is just kind of showcasing, like, yeah, we were just throwing them bullshit and just we lost the negotiation and we kind of They were just throwing out, uh, throwing out bait. They honestly just kind of looked dumb there. Like, that is just an offer where I'm just like, what? Like, how, what, what, in what world would you actually, it's like, this is like, this makes fantasy football trades look decent. Oh my you know, God. When, like, when you have Michael Thomas and someone's like, well, I'll give you Cooper Cup and, uh, and James you know, like, the, yeah, James White for Michael Thomas. You're like, no, why the fuck would I want to do that? <laughs> like, you know James White's ceiling now? Yeah. And they just try to talk you into how like Michael Thomas is hurt right now. I'm like, Bro, like, this is so stupid. Like, if you were me, you would call me a complete fucking moron. Like, that's the thing about trades that I think is funny is you just only want to look at your perspective. Be like, why the fuck don't they want that? It's like, because why the fuck would they? A good trade is something that makes that. Both, teams, both teams better. Exactly. So, it's just really funny, their perspective. And in all honesty, though, I'm going to talk, you know, well about John Brand real quick. Like, I do think that we've talked about this a little before. I think if Cronin was still here, the series would be in huge trouble. Oh, he'd be I My bet would be that it would be over right now. It would be in We would not have the game scheduled. Unless there was another party that stepped in or something that made something happen. Like I think if that was the case, Xavier might have had to do something to make the series stay alive. Like we might have actually had to to, had to, to to Mick because Mick would have been absolutely adamant about just saying, like, fuck this series, I'm done. Because Mick, Mick would have it was a nightmare. I, I'm trying to imagine Mick's offer. Um, he'd be like, um, the series is over if we don't do 2020 neutral site, 2021 fifth third, 2022 fifth third, 2023 um, fifth third, 2024 Cleveland. Um, 2025, I'm going to UCLA. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he would have not. I think this would have been his out and he would have just said some shit like, well, they wanted to just have us cave to them and yada, yada, yada. They're scared to play us. So, you know, we, this isn't something we need to even engage in anymore. It's not doing anything for us, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like you can just, you can only imagine all the excuses he would have came up with. So I will give Brandon a lot of credit in the fact that, you know, they showed up, you Got know, and, and I, I thought it was in serious trouble. I, I thought that since it was this late in the season, we hadn't heard anything yet. I was like, we're, we're in trouble. And I remember Snow was saying, if we don't hear anything by the end of the week, it's in, it's in, it's in huge trouble. So yeah, you got to give it to Brandon and those guys for at least having the, letting the game play because I do think it's one of the best rivalries in sports, and it would be a real shame if the rivalry went away. Yeah, I, I, wrote, the- I wrote a blog and said it was the best rivalry in sports. And, I mean, I know that's, that's very biased to me. I agree with that. Um, but the merit that it has, like, it is the – only rivalry that is just built solely on hate and it just means so much to the entire city that the arena is so packed every time they these two these two play in the entire the rivalry is 24 7 yeah we and that's that's the thing you see with this rivalry is you'll get a random day in june where there's just a uc xavier onslaught something sparks something whether it be samari curtis or shootout nonsense or you know, some some former player says something, and it just goes crazy. Someone you know? posting the Yancey Gates punch. Like. Yep. It, it doesn't matter. Or though I've seen before, like, where they do, like, the anniversary of the, the punch out, and it just goes fucking crazy. Um, and like, and it still just 
people still just like Yancey Gates, Kenny Freeze a bitch. You know, it just goes nuts. Um, I've had full-on UC Xavier arguments at the pool. Like, <laughs> middle of summer, like, screaming at each other. Yep. I mean, I had them all the time growing up. I mean, it didn't matter what time of the year it was. So, I, I, would, I always say it's the nastiest rivalry in college basketball. It, is, it mean, definitely is the nastiest, which I make it, it makes me think of the best. Yeah, I hear you on that. I think that, you know, whatever, it's not really worth getting into this. We can get into that later. But, uh, but I'm just glad the game's being played, and especially because we're on the right side of the rivalry now. So, let's keep playing and keep yeah. beating those guys. I mean, even if we weren't, I'd still say keep playing it. Like, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, like, we, we can, no we can never run from down. it. No, no, yeah, we're, no. We're never a team. Like, we don't back down from Villanova. We look forward to the Villanova game every year, um, yeah. even though they kick the shit out of us. Yeah, but, you, got, you, got, you can't be afraid of a challenge, man. Yeah, 100%. What I want to uh, get I into – oh, I do think ahead. it's – go ahead. I just think it's funny that all these UC fans now – Oh yeah, we haven't. Why are we even playing this game anymore? Like, let's get out of the shootout. Like the series is doing nothing for us. I think it's funny that that's the perspective now. You know what I mean? Now that you're on the wrong side of things, right? Like they, uh, if they were in our position, they'd be, they'd be looking doing exactly what we're doing. They'd be yeah, absolutely like looking forward to it every year. Like, no, we can't get rid of this rivalry, right? Like, but there, there are legitimately chops, some yeah. that think they should get rid of it, and yep. it's because they're tired of, of losing. Which I I've think that's a fucking loser mentality, but. That's what they kind of get over there. Um, <laughs> so what I—they've been bitching all week because um, Adam Bomb put out a story about the fact that there is a contract, and yeah. Chad Brendel whined Chad and Brendel. bitched about that for about eighteen hours. Um, he started like, yeah, technically it is an MOU. And Sad short pants, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Love me some what, zip offs. What that means is there's, um, like it's a mutual understanding that we're gonna play the game, but it's not a legally binding deal. Um, but what he's ignoring is the fact that it's signed by both ads, acknowledged by both ads, and it is an agreement to play. Um, it is an agreement to play at um, alternate sites for ten years. Um, the only Chad Brendel kept uh, um, stating how it's a two. It's a the the contract resets every two years. Um, no dumbass. Uh, what is decided every two years is the dates and times of the game. The MOU clearly understand um, clearly states that they play for ten years, ten years from 2014 to 2024, and. Um, they play at alternating sites. That is n- out of discussion. That is completely point blank period. The, those terms are clear. What's every two years is the ADs will meet and select the dates and times. They schedule those two years out. Uh, they they um, schedule them for the next year and the year after. Those are yep. done two at a time. And what he's ignoring is the fact that if that MOU is taken to a judge and the judge decides that the terms are very clear, it becomes a contract. He could decide right then and there, gavel to the table. It is a contract legally binding. You can be penalized. So you see had no choice. It was a legally yeah. binding deal. It was 99% a legally binding deal. This is a contract because the terms are right there. Point blank period, black and white. They're clear as hell. Yeah, they really didn't. And uh, 
I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I think, I think doesn't it state that you can back out with no penalty, but at the same time though, it just makes you look so bad. <laughs> like it, <laughs> I, I just don't think they wanted any part of, <laughs> of being the ones faced with that. Of I mean, being the face can, of of backing down in the series, you, you can you can back out without any financial or legal um, penalty, but you will be the one that ended the crosstown shootout. So you'll be just a bitch for the rest of your life. Yeah, hundred percent. Which is probably worse. <laughs> I'd pay a <laughs> fine before being called a bitch. Yeah, no question. And whoever heard that, call me a bitch. I dare you. Yeah, go for it. I'll, I'll get paid to be a bitch. Yeah. Honestly, if I'm if I'm being honest with you. Tweet uh, me and call me a bitch right now. And do it yeah so good stuff and it's just all, always awesome to have a uh a random day before the season's even in gear where xavier and uc twitter just takes over oh, and like that's one that's just what i love about the rivalry like literally anything sparked it and it went for 48 hours like adam bomb had to just ignore it and uh get off twitter for a bit like, it was nonstop. oh i know he even said like i don't even know what to do anymore i'm stuck between the crosshairs like i'm gonna just sit back and enjoy it. Yeah, and like, he's, he's just gonna, like, he, people kept like tweeting at him, like responding to his tweets. Like, I'm not here to argue. This is just what I'm reporting. Yeah, I, yeah, and I, th- I honestly felt bad for him. Like, he was getting some, he was getting some heat, and it's like not even like he chose it or was emotionally yeah, invested. He was just job. reporting, doing his job. Yeah, he's definitely not acting out of emotion like other other reporters. No, which is one thing I, I absolutely love about um, the guys that report on us, like whether it's for 24-7 or the Enquirer, like they just, they're just doing their job. They're not, they're, they're not emotionally invested. So everything we hear is just a fact, not, not a fan's point of view. It is just a fact of what a knowledgeable person sees. Yep. Yeah. It got pretty wild there for old, uh, for old Chad Brendel. It, it's just a little bit of a tough look, man. I, I mean, he, he's great most of the time, but when it gets – kind of gets that Mick Cronin deal. <laughs> I mean, like when shit gets crazy, he's kind of loses his shit. And like he, he, get, he lets emotion go, come into his analysis quite often, and like he's a, he's a big fan. I get it. I'm the same way. I'm not being paid to – But I feel like he's not even though. rational, though. Like I feel he's, like he, – He's extremely irrational. I feel like for the most part, it's you and me can even with stuff that pertains to Xavier. It's like, yeah, like we want a certain outcome, like badly, but let's like, I feel like we can still, in the heat of the moment, look at things logically. You know, like we can look at I reality. Just, yeah, like I just think the contract semantics is such like a child's game. You know what I mean? Like they're getting nitpicky. Like they're trying. Yeah, to, I'm just um, like, who cares? It is what it is, bro. It's a, it's a, it's essentially. You know what I mean? Like, it's essentially a verbal contract. I mean, you, but more than that, I mean, both sides signed to do what they're going to do. Like, what else would you want to call that? I mean, I, I guess you can get at the semantics of what it's technically called, but it just, to me, it just looks like child's play when you're just arguing, you know, what an agreement signed by both parties to do is called. I'm just like, what are we doing? You know? Like, you're looking too deep into it. Like, essentially, just the, like, game, the game needs to be played. Just like, bro, like, this is the situation. Like, I'm sorry that it's not fair because I will call it like it is and it's not fair. You it's know? not, but, I mean, you were backed into all. But you know how many situations, you know, we've had to deal with that weren't fair? Like, I mean, that's just that's just sports. That's life, you know? And, and like, I mean, I'll, I'll say, like, he does a great job when things go his way. Um, he's a great reporter, great writer, and uh, I think he covered the fickle to MSU 
um, rumors perfectly. He didn't uh, like he didn't blow things out of proportion. He just stated the facts and stated why he thinks that um, Tickle should stay. I think, at UC. I think he's different with basketball, though. I, I think I, basketball I think is, is a little more uh, invested yeah. into it. Um, I think he would love for UC football to be great, but I think that he's a basketball guy. And I th- I've I always liked Chad. Reporter. Yeah, I've always liked Chad, and I think he's charismatic. He's got a lot of great qualities. Definitely um, brings energy. But God dang, dude, he just gets so sensitive. Like <laughs> He does. He's the quickest block I've ever experienced. Yeah, and it was wild, bro. He used to always call me like his favorite Xavier fan, and he'd be like, he would be like, don't tell anybody, but I actually really like you, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, without even saying a word, he just blocks me. I'm just like, dude, I don't even remember us having a conversation. I've never – I would never at a UC fan unless they at me first. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will trash them all day. I'll talk my shit because it's a rivalry. But, like, I'm never going out of my way to get in UC fans' faces, you know? Um so I don't know, man. I, and it's all to me in good fun. You know, like I have a ton of friends that are UC fans and yeah, we'll talk our shit, but it's just sports, you know? Yeah. I mean, I had a good friend growing up who was a UC player. Like, yeah. It, you, and every time we see each other, he knows I'm a diehard Xavier fan. I know he's a diehard yeah. UC fan. It's all respect. I have great conversations with a lot of UC fans and they know <laughs> to ignore my trolling and my jokes about them. Yeah, I see. I see you. I see Xavier bashing all the time, man. I grew up with it like crazy. I'm sure you were probably the same way. Everyone I knew was a UC fan. I didn't have any Xavier friends growing up. I knew one kid that was a Xavier fan. Everyone's UC fans. We dealt with it all the fucking time, dude. And like, we took it with, on the chin. And I grew up with two two other Xavier fans. We're th- there were three in total. Only um, my brother, but we and- didn't. But he was six years younger than me, five years younger than me. So. We took it on the chin every single day, every single year. Like, we had no one to back us up. When we lost, you know, everyone's in our face. When we won, we're the asshole. No one will talk to us. You know what I mean? Like, and we didn't – yeah, I never put it in their face. When we would win, I would show up in my Xavier shirt, but I wouldn't say a word. Yeah, I might just smirk a little bit walking in the hallways. But, like, you know what I mean? I just think that it's just pussy shit. I mean, I'm going to call it what it is. It's just pussy shit. And especially, too, it's one thing when you're a kid. I don't know how old the dude is. He's probably in his 40s, you know? It's just like, I don't know. But I'm not going to say and bash the guy. I understand being a diehard fan. It's just weird. We, we, we had the passion. And, I mean, I, I'd, I'd get the same way before I, like, you know, grew up. And, um, like, now we're to the point, like, I mean, when in uh, 2018, in Steel's first year, when we, like, went to um, the, the fifth third and got dominated, like, yeah, of it course. is what it is, like, I mean, I walked out. I walked out of that bar, and of course, I was I was sad. But like, I wasn't bashing UC, UC, and uh, like, yeah, we got outplayed. Pitching a fit, we got it. We completely got outplayed. Got out toughed. We didn't hit shots. They did. They had a great Same defensive year as like scheme. like Trayvon's junior year, where Trayvon dropped forty, and he was easily the best player on the floor. Should have won the game, but we didn't fucking rebound. Yeah. you know, like we and deserved to lose. Jaron Cumberland had his breakout game. Like that, it happened. You got to respect yeah. it. Yeah, I guess it just is what it is. And I just don't understand being a full-grown adult and not being rational about being a fucking sports fan. I, I don't know. Right. I guess we have uh, it differently. Like, um, just being a child about it. Like, when, when we lose, we just know we're going to win next year. Um, when they lose, they don't know when they're going to fucking win again. Honestly, I think there is some to that because, like, it's just rare that they – I mean, we're winning two out of every three over the last, like, 20 years. So, it is – one has. Four. 
I don't know. It's that bad. I think we've won um, like 14 out of the last 21 or something like that. And um, it's to the point where uh, I, it, pro- it probably – I think I think it is that way. I think there's one that was like uh, – I thought I saw like 15 out of 20 at some point. Um, Maybe. I, I, I think statistically it's about 66% over the last yeah. like 20 years. So, I just yeah, know they you're right. Had a, um, I just know they haven't had a four-year player have a winning record yeah. since – That's true. Um, 95. The 90s, yeah. That's true. So, yeah, man, we could talk shootout all day, but it's just – I'm just glad it's being played and uh, – I'm ready to get into this mailbag, brother. And we we got some we got some stuff ready for when we when we kick their ass. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Be ready, y'all. Oh yeah. Be ready, cause we got some gold. Hollywood flow, baby. <laughs> All right, you ready to get into some Roblox mad uh, mailbag? I'm ready to get nuts deep in this mailbox, baby. Let's go. I think we just got a letter. <laughs> I wonder who it's from. <laughs> Fuck you, Yukon. And just shut the hell up. <laughs> All right. So Andy's sorry, and he's going through the mailbox real quick. He's you know he's he got his shoulder all the way in there digging out a letter. Yeah. All right. So first one actually from our guest today, old man Larry. Oof. Was it actually a legitimate letter? Snail mail. Uh, yeah. It just, it just says I love you guys, and you guys okay. are the greatest people I've ever talked to by far the horniest motherfuckers on the it planet. It just wouldn't surprise me if you actually mailed in an actual physical letter. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it came by the, from the Pony Express, Express. That's what I thought. Okay. And, um, so it says, how horny are you for future three-year three year captain Zach Fremantle? I don't think we've ever been hornier. Honestly, like, I mean, I can't think of a guy that's galvanized us in one season in a while like that that just came in immediately like just won the enti- the hearts of the entire fan base and like he just gained our trust immediately so even with like Jalen Reynolds he had some some holes and we knew he was going to be good but we didn't really trust him as a sophomore like freshman bigs at Xavier are are a uh, mixed bag and by mixed I mean normally not very good um I, Tyreek had one of the more impressive freshman big seasons I've seen in a while. I don't Even he, like, year. we couldn't really trust him to play long minutes. Uh, yeah, but he but he definitely he produced more than most freshman bigs, for sure. But production, he was great. Yeah, uh, he was, was the best freshman big we had had in a long time. Um, but Fremantle last year, I mean, you could tell he could already play. He was already ready to go. He was a veteran. Um, and then, too, he's just got the freaking dog in him, man. And he's got the nicknames. He's funny Big as hell. Frosty. He's animated. He's a tough son of a bitch. I mean – Say what you, I mean, you know, let's call it what it is. He's a white guy. Their fans love white guys. Not me, <laughs> but you, you can definitely tell the lower bowl loves them some white guys. Um, but Fremantle's just a very, very like – I mean, he's just – he's got he's got a lot of Xavier in him, just like the mentality and him being just a tough, tough son of a bitch. And he's very just like – he wears his emotion on his sleeve in the middle of the game. I feel like in a press conference he's very calm and collected and very, you know, kind of monotone, but – when he gets between the lines, I mean, I remember the UConn game, just having all those oh blocks my. and all that, and he was just going crazy. That's, that was the first time we saw his, like, true emotion. He was pumped. Yeah. And, I can't wait to see more of that from him. Like, the St. John's game when he Tyreek had to drag him all the way to the bench. <laughs> I can't wait to see more of that from him. Uh, he's a gamer. He is a tough, gritty guy, and he doesn't back down. He is not afraid of anything. And, I mean, when I found no. out he was a captain – 
uh, one, like if I if I was only anywhere close to having ED, that would have cured it. Uh, that uh, like the fact that our guys trust him as his a penis song. works. Everyone, in case you're in case you're wondering, ladies, his penis works. <laughs> like that it can confirm it is functional. Um, not exactly good, but it is functional. Um, but <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, like the fact that our our guys, like the teammates, his teammates voted him a sophomore, a guy. Like, we want you speaking for us. We want you leading us. We trust you, and we're gonna follow you. It's also cool that we have him in such a big role already. You know, like we're gonna get a lot of him. And I don't think he's a pro, an NBA guy per se. I'm not gonna write it off, but I, you know, the size and all that kind of stuff. He might. He's gonna be a really good four-year player. Like the fact that he's already got this role as a sophomore, I think he's an absolute stud. And so it's gonna be I fun. He's a two-year all all Big East player. Yep, I think he's gonna have a very good season this year, and then hopefully he's all Big East junior senior. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I I, I cannot wait for Big Frosty. Love he's the guy. Ever since. I actually just got a Zach Fremantle jersey in the mail. This Fire. one guy. <laughs> this one guy had ordered one online, like one of the Running Man ones, one of the like the blue Running Mans. But they spelled the name back, like spelled the name wrong on the back. So he he DM me, he's like, "Do you want this jersey? It's spelled wrong." Like, I don't want it. I ordered a new one. They're giving away one for free. Like, do you want this old one? I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll take it's, it." It's yes, it's please. Free man tails, T A L E, but I'll take it. It's free. Oh my god! <laughs> just wear just wear a jacket over it. Yeah, you still got the thirty two. Yeah, thirty two. It's beautiful looking. It's the Running Man colors. It's gorgeous. It's just free man tails. <laughs> All right, so next one we got uh, from our good friend Coop Ledford, who always brings the gold. He doesn't miss. Never, never. Would you give up Skyline for the next two years if it meant Xavier went to the Final Four this season? Dude. I'm going to say something pretty bold. I would give up Skyline for a decade if it meant a Final Four. (laughs) See, I would give up Skyline for a decade and pierce my nipples. Or a final <laughs> they didn't four even ask season. for that. Why, why are you piercing nipples? They, that has nothing to do with the question. I just think you want to do that on your own. You know, I may have thought about it, but like I would, I would do something as drastic and hideous as that. I'm gonna say something final four this season. I could probably get talked into giving up Skyline the rest of my fucking life for a final four. Honestly, I think about a Xavier final four more than I think about Skyline. But yeah, but the Chilitos. Did so the, absolutely. Did have Chilitos? Oh, uh, good question. That's a good question. We'll have to we'll have to circle back on that. But Coop, answer your question. For two years, fuck Skyline for a Final Four. I will and burn I love down Skyline, Skyline for two years. Fuck Skyline. Yeah. <laughs> I will fuck burn them. down every Skyline and then have them build it back up. That'll take yeah. two years, right? I'll bathe in Skyline for two years. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Can't eat it. Just bathe in it. I'll do next to anything, but anyway, good, good, good question though, Coop. Good question. And he never misses. I want to hear Capel's answer though. Uh, yeah, Capel, tweet us your answer. Yep. Although I think he admitted he's never listened to an episode. That checks out. <laughs> <laughs> he's a busy man. <laughs> All right, what do you got right. next? I'm right, from Cranjus McXavier basketball. One of Love my, one of my other favorites. <laughs> What are your predi- predictions for the exact date and time that NC- the NCAA approves Ben Stanley- Stanley's waiver? That's a good question. Let me pull up my calendar here. Um, let's see. 
I'm going to go with June 9th, 2069. Okay. That is, uh, that's an answer. I'm going to say it gets approved. I'm going to say a week from today. I'm going to say we see news at 11 a.m. on the 27th of October this year of our Lord. So, <laughs> 11 a.m., uh, any specific seconds? No, 11 a.m. on the dot. 11 a.m. on the dot. All right. It is um, <clears throat> little hands on 11, um, big hands on 12, um, second hands on 12. I had to think about how a clock works. Absolutely. What do we got next? All right, so next we have, speaking of the devil, we have Capel. Um, did Najee Marshall help you make any money? <laughs> Dude, I love that Absolutely. Guy. Yeah, I actually responded to the offer, and, yeah, I gave them 1500 and I'm just waiting for uh, my check back, but it should be coming any second. Yeah, it should be coming in the next, what, 25 business days? Any second, yeah. They said <laughs> they're going to my investment, so. All right. Yeah, so yeah. if anybody doesn't know – Najee Marshall got hacked. We heard, like, I have sources. According to sources, Najee Marshall got hacked. He's DMing people, uh, asking if they want to make money, and sends sends them to this girl who does investing. If you call him out on it, you get blocked. I have been blocked. As has damn near everyone. (laughs) Everybody's been blocked. But some people have been going along with it and have been having a lot of fun. I like to think Cronin gave him money. Ooh, do you think Cronin fell for it? It's possible. I would say probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. What do we got next? All right, from X-rated Blue Blob. Where would be the most shocking place to see the blob? I was thinking about this today. I can't think of a more shocking place than my bedroom. Wake up in the morning and the fucking blob's in your bed. That's about as shocking as it could get from me. You get in the shower, your the blob is there. I mean, and, I mean, I, I, I was gonna say, <laughs> you taking a whiz in the urinal, and the blob takes the one right next to you. Oh, would the would the blob split the uprights? I think the blob would. The blob I, would I, I, I like to think. I mean, I, I, that's a huge miss. We didn't ask that um, when we had the blob on. Although yep. I don't know what a blo- what she would be doing at a urinal, but Fair enough. I would say the most shocking place. Oh man, Westwood. You know, what? I'm going to say the most shocking place would be the bathroom at Nippert Stadium. That sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yeah, I mean the bedroom was good. Damn, and uh, I like, yeah, wake up with the the blue blob is spooning you. Just the first thing that popped in my head. Just like <laughs> turn, I'm my right side of the bed guy. He turned to the left, and I'm just like, whoa, okay, that's <laughs> whoa. a blob. There's your tongue. Was well, not tongue expecting that. Yeah, that ain't it. Yeah, that would be the worst. I can't lie. I love the blob, but not like that. <laughs> Although, would the blob make a good big spoon? I don't think so, honestly. I don't think I uh, like too that, much tongue. I feel like that tongue would hit you right in the middle of your back and it just make you like, <laughs> I can't sleep that way. 
No, I don't think so. And those, he like wearing the shoes in bed. You know what I mean? Like, just like, bro, take your shoes off. <laughs> it was like hamburger helper gloves he's got on. You know. All right. So this one is: Who is your favorite player from the 2012-2013 Xavier basketball team? You have that roster. Um, I'm getting it right now. It's probably going to be in Holloway because this is a rough stretch of Xavier basketball. Yeah, this was – oh, my God. This – oh, my God. I'm going to be honest with you. This is, like, my least favorite era. Like, those a couple seasons of, like, the J-Mart, Fillmore, Travis Taylor. Landon Amos. I actually kind of fucked with Landon Amos, low-key. That's how bad I mean, those fucking rosters were. Uh he was the one that came off the bench, didn't get any playing time, but came off the I bench know. for the fight and got suspended. Hey, he was ready to swing. Mans was ready when they called his number, though. Who who, who are we looking at in, on this so, roster? I mean, uh, um, we had Samaje Christian, freshman year. Um, Travis Taylor, uh, Brad Redford, okay. J-Mart, D. Davis, Fillmore, Jeff Robinson, Eric Stanger, James Farr, Landon Amos, oh, Kevin oh. Coker. Joe Ooh. Schusler and <laughs> oh, I fuck with Schusler and uh, Tim Whalen. I'm gonna say Redford. I mean, at least he knew his role. I'll take Taylor. I'll take Taylor as my second, and I'll take Maj as my three. Just because Taylor, I think, was underrated. But God, he does not get enough, get enough respect. Oh, that was last year in the A10, if I remember correctly. Oh my God, dude, those rosters were fucking brutal. I'd say on on that team, I would have to go. Oh man, I'm gonna say James Farr, but it wasn't okay. because of that season. He just wasn't even anything back then. Yeah, so I my favorite player from that team specifically would be D Davis. Uh, I think he's one of the most underrated point guards we've ever had. Um, but he wasn't like he wasn't even a starter. I don't I don't I don't think. Because, um, I mean, Samaj started no. at, the, at the one. This was number zero, D. Davis. Uh, he was 11. Samaj was zero. Oh, yeah, you're right. 11, and then he went to zero. Yeah. And, um, so, this was sophomore D. Davis. Um, said he went to zero. He went from zero to 11. Yeah, you're right. I guess he was – maybe that was his first year as 11. He was, was, was – um, yeah, that was his first year as 11. He just made the number change. Yeah, so, I mean, right. obviously team guy there um, to let a borderline five-star freshman. Yeah, you, you, know, you got to clear the run yeah. right for Maj. Yeah, yeah, Maj was awesome. Was. Um, I'm not going to say he's my favorite, though. I do yeah, like, I feel you, but he put the like team the way on his fucking back. Oh, he did. He, that, that roster he had was to. trash. It just would have been really interesting to see what those teams would look like with uh, Des Wells. Man, that team would have been much better. We had Jamar starting at the three. When that that would have been Deswell's spot. Absolutely. Yeah, that would have been fun. But I'm I'm going Redford. All right, what do we got next? All right. So for the final one, we have our friend Cranjus McDavid basketball again. He got two because this one was so good. Hit me. All right. If Greg Marshall was the coach at Xavier and he tries to hit a player, past or present, which player would you most like to see fight back? And what wrestling finishing move would you like? Would you most like to see that player use on him? Gold. 
had the damn good question. I'm gonna go Aaron Williams. Oh, okay. I just I just see the A train, and I, I mean, we've had some dudes come through the program. I'm also thinking Torrey Braggs, this classic tough guy. David West is you would want no part of. I'm gonna say Aaron Williams, and I just want to see him just collapsing over his knee. <laughs> just like you know like Bo Jackson would break it you know break a bat over his head like just fuck Greg Marshall maybe Full Nelson as a, as a backup but um yeah Aaron Williams would fucking <laughs> just destroy dude I remember the shootout uh the shootout fight Williams just throwing bodies Williams was <laughs> dude he's nothing to fuck with even to this day he's he a fucking a unit he's a fucking unit dude he's a monster who are you going with all right, so, I mean, first, I was going to go Wheeze because he's just that, that big, tough guy. Like, <laughs> he's a backup great. from anything. But that was said matchup. so much in those comments. Uh-huh. Um, so, I'm going to go Isaiah Fillmore because that dude is just jacked. Um, <laughs> Phil, Phil Goat. <laughs> the Phil Goat. <laughs> I love that's his nickname, the Phil Goat. Uh, and I God. want him to see I, – I would love to see him do the Batista bomb. Who asked the 2012-13 question? Oh, that was um, that was our new guy. Um, okay, he's in the doghouse. Lester, he's in the doghouse for that question. <laughs> so, Lester, congratulations! You just get added to Cap Industries, and you're in the doghouse. You're you're bored. Slash doghouse slash good question. That was a good question, but fuck you. All right, <laughs> that's right up there with the. Would you rather be a Providence or an AAC fan? Exactly. If I could just forget that those two or three years ever happened, I'm, if we could just forget that J-Mart was ever on campus, I'm totally cool with that. Which, um, you know what's funny about that 2012-2013 uh, um, team? Like, so the girl I was dating at the time, like, she had just moved from Wisconsin, and um, like, and I'm, I'm a big Xavier fan, so, like, I'm talking to her about uh, Xavier basketball. I, get her, I take her to Musketeer Madness, and – Always a bold strategy. That's like that's like taking that's like taking your girl to like the family like Thanksgiving or whatever, you know. Right, it, it's it's a it was a big serious move. Like I took her to Musketeer Madness. It was it was getting serious at that point as a seventeen year old. Um, but that was the team that she got to see. Oh, <laughs> like this is I'm talking about talking all about Xavier basketball. Like I mean this this place this team's awesome. I. You're gonna you're gonna gonna absolutely love Xavier basketball. It was just brutal. And it was that team. Like she had to watch J Mart and Musketeer Madness. Oh my god. Yeah, that was a rough stretch, dude. I can't lie. That was when like the first time where I was like, Yeesh. <laughs> like I honestly was still all about Xavier basketball, but like that was the first time in my life where I was like, mm, we got some dudes I'm not really feeling. This <laughs> is this is kind of rough. <laughs> yeah. This is that was of... a rough stretch. That was a rough stretch. Because, like, as much as I love Redford, bro, like, there was times he was, like, our wing. And just, like, <laughs> like Jesus. That's why I feel like. And, if and he's said, a great if... specialist. But we just had a bunch of misfits that, like, those couple years, man. Like. And we have a point guard mm-hmm. who can't shoot. Oh. Oh, as, much, as good of a driver as he was, like, he could not shoot. And, like. Taylor was fine, but he wasn't great. Like you didn't have any big that like cement like that cemented the post. J Mart was out in fucking La La Land doing <laughs> God knows what. And I mean, it's just Samaje just Jeff fucking. Robinson. Oh my god! 
And Jeff had a couple of nice plays every once in a while, but he's just JaVale McGee. Like, you don't trust him to shit. I, like, he was like – he was a big man's version of Adrian Graves. He and did he, something yeah. so special, like, yeah. that you remember. It, yeah, exactly. That was pretty much it. And there'd be times where you'd be like, fuck, okay, Jeff. And then, like – or he'd have like a, even a pretty damn nice game, and then like the next the next game he's fucking useless. And like, good lord! And like all the players that were gonna be good, like D and Far, are also young, and Reynolds was nowhere to be found. And then Miles Davis had to fucking wait a year. Like, oh, brutal. Okay, that was, that brutal was the year that Miles like he, that was his redshirt year. Yeah, yeah. So just a really rough stretch. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and the scholarships we had, I mean, obviously we had Miles Davis. And we had, I think Stainbrook, that was his redshirt year too. Um, and those years were so rough because we just whiffed that fucking Jay Canty, Jordan Latham, Griffin McKenzie class. Like that class was a complete Don't talk whiff. bad about Griffin McKenzie. Like he was <laughs> so good for us. He did his job. He was so productive. Oh, I remember uh, I was at a game and, I mean, we were kicking the shit out of someone. And they put Griffin McKenzie in. And uh, he he got the ball on the right wing and just airballed. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> and uh, he was and a complete the, the old nightmare. head behind me because I was in the I was in the lower bowl for this game. Yeah. And the old head behind me was like, "Yeah, that's why you don't fucking play." I mean, yeah, not not a lie from the old head. <laughs> yeah, he was a nightmare. That whole class was a nightmare. I remember being a little kid and seeing the the rankings and the team. I was like, "Oh, dude, these dudes are gonna be fucking studs." I mean, we didn't know shit about recruiting back then either, and everything was just so much more spread out. Yeah, it was it was a nightmare, man. That <laughs> was the worst. And they were all big recruits. I mean, I, he, I heard Snow talk about that class the other day, and um, he was like, they felt really good about the class. Like they loved the kids that were coming in. It just didn't work out. And like uh, nothing, nothing against nothing personal against the guy, but he can't play. He's bona fide screw up. <laughs> Yeah, man. But a good mailbag today. Yeah, I, I honestly really like those questions. I, li- I like this segment a lot. Yeah, um, the mailbag's pretty they, good. They we get some good pretty questions. random stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for the randoms, for sure. But yeah, um, I think we so got That's a podcast. Self. I think that's, that's, our self, uh, that's a midweek pod right there. Yes, sir. And uh, so and we'll, we'll see everybody back on, uh, on Friday. See you for the weekend. We got... We got something kind of big coming Friday. Oh yeah. yeah it's uh, it's not Xavier, not even basketball. Unfortunately, we Double got unfortunately, but it's also not baseball. But it's also not so. Um, so not, a win. Not, not 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 Xavier, not basketball. So thumbs down from Cap, but not baseball. So thumbs up from Cap. Absolutely. Cap Ohio improved. State fans, you got you got yourself a treat. Cap, another thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but let's get let's get these guys a break and get the fuck out of here. One hundred percent, dude. Let's get out of the stuff they don't even want to hear anyway. Uh-huh.